Game Cola faithful, and welcome to the Game Cola podcast. This is podcast number 106, and I am your host and podcast commander, Joseph Martin. With me today, I have Diana Gray, Brancliff, James Pelster, Stefano Usio Hastahistig, Smimming Rocks, and Anna Brunarski. Everyone, please introduce yourself, especially the new peeps. Well, I'm not new, but hi. I'm Diana Gray, GameCola.net's resident fangirl, and I'm here to record a podcast. Uh, hello, world. I'm Brantcliffe. I am new to this podcast. I write on GameCola.net, gaming outside the mainstream sometimes. Hello, everyone. I'm James Polster. I'm still relatively new to the GameCola staff, and I am just mainly a podcast person as well as doing video series. Not really too many articles, but I am super excited to be here. Hello, I'm Stefano Wilsio-Castahistic. I wrote two articles once, but now I just mostly come to podcasts when I can. And I'm Smimming Rocks. I have absolutely no relation to Stefano Wozia has to his dig. Why I'm not using his computer. I am a deranged college student. I've also written a few articles and I'm new and excited to be here. Hi, I'm Anna Bernarski. I'm definitely not new. Um, I'm a writer for GameCola and I'm also the social media trash queen. And it is great to have such a big cast of characters here today. This is, this is very fun and very interesting. And, also, another cool thing that we have going on today is Jetty recently informed me. We have several fan emails that apparently made it to our servers, or rather did make it to our servers, when the site was on hiatus. Jetty just sent me four fan emails that we got while the site was on hiatus, and we're going to read through them and answer the questions that you sent to the podcast like we always say we're going to do. So, first up on the list... Uh, we have an email from the subject line is Ermom is a boss. And, uh, this is, this is what it reads. This is from, um, December 2015. Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so we're already before, before most of us were on the podcast. <laughs> this is, this is from Game Cola's worst Christmas ever. Okay. <clears throat> I've been watching the Game Cola podcast spelled right this time from the very beginning. I finally finished all of them today. I decided to email a few questions that people could possibly answer. First, have you ever been disappointed by a game? If so, for what reason? Oh, oh, um, I guess I could answer this one. Although I, I wasn't on the podcast for when this was sent, but that's okay. I don't know if any of you guys have played the Tales of series of uh, slightly linked games. I've there was one I played on the... Uh, yeah. Thankfully, they, they're just kind of similar enough to be considered under the same thing. But anyway, um, I played one on the GameCube called Tales of Symphonia, and I thought it was very good. It had a lovable cast of characters and fun to combat and everything. And then I got the Wii version, Tales of Symphonia 2, Dawn of a New World. And these games don't usually have direct sequels to each other, but I was very disappointed with this game because it has a, it has a wuss for a main character. I can't relate to him at all, and he can't do anything. But it's not funny or anything. Just kind of sad. I've heard about that one. Yeah, that one's pretty infamous. I was I was disappointed by my number nine, but like who wasn't? So I don't feel like that's um. <laughs> that's like saying who 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 wasn't disappointed by No Man's Sky in at least some way. 
I didn't, I didn't even, even play it, and I, I didn't was even, disappointed. I didn't even plan on playing it, and I was disappointed. Yeah. So let's add to the list of reasons why 2016 sucked. I think those were existing reasons, but... <laughs> I was slightly disappointed in Deponia Doomsday. I can't really put my finger on why. I just, like, I think I expected more out of it than I got. Like, it was good, but I think something was just off for me. I was also disappointed in a certain joke they made that was very, very insensitive, which, like, okay, par for the course, but it was also really bad. <laughs> it was, like, really bad. I, I would also uh, mention uh, I'm currently playing uh, 2064 Read-Only Memories for the Game Cola YouTube channel. Watch what uh, you say here, James. You've got Anna on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, you oh, might... I'll start a fight. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we can we can we can create a separate voice channel for for the Game Cola debate cast or whatever this is going to turn into. Then this uh, is going to but... turn into Anna fights James. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I'd say that makes for very good entertainment. Either way, the one thing that I I was a little bit disappointed by, and uh, I have to say, I am absolutely for. I would like to preface this with: I am absolutely in love with this game. Like, I am enamored by 2064 read-only memories, and even the original version, just plain old read-only memories from uh, 2015. But uh, something that I... uh, A slight complaint I have with it, something that disappointed me, and from what I've seen, it disappointed some other people, too, uh, based on reviews I've read, is that uh, a lot of the puzzles... Like, they redid, like, one or two of the puzzles very slightly... But I feel like the very last puzzle, the uh, the big finale, not to spoil it, but there was... The, the, the final puzzle in the game at the very end was always something I really wasn't a fan of. Because it, it, it just wasn't explained very well. And I feel like they still didn't do a very good job with improving a lot of the puzzles that needed improving. Because they improved one of the puzzles that I thought was actually all already okay to begin with but they didn't fix one of the ones that i thought was kind of always flawed so there there was a couple of things about that game i mean it's an indie game so there's bound to be you know little quirks here and there but it's just something that you know i i kind of figured oh well that's too bad so but it's it's not a huge complaint but it is a, a slight disappointment anyway yeah, I heard a lot about the um, puzzles being kind of disappointing, and I, I agree to some extent, but at the same time, I think, like, the story made up for it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly not a game where you're supposed to judge... I, I don't judge the game based on its puzzles very much, because clearly this is not a game where there's supposed to be, you know, where, the game doesn't rely on those too much. It doesn't seem like those were meant to be any sort of major part of the game. But I feel like since they put them in there and they kept mm-hmm. them in in the in the new version, they felt like they were still okay. And I feel like that final puzzle is really just... I, I, I feel like it's it shouldn't be there if in, in, in the way it's currently implemented. Mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to be implemented in kind of a... Or at least explained better how you're supposed to solve it so which one are we talking about the like, the final real, puzzle like the maze without... the maze where you're closing okay i know the what you're talking about yes rooms. okay yes not to spoil that, too much that one's infuriating if you keep 
screwing it up, yeah. Yeah, because if you, if you screw it up, you get a game over, actually, and you, you have to start the whole puzzle over again, and you have to listen through a bunch of dialogue that happens while you're completing it, and it's it gets very annoying because of that. Uh, if you, you know, if, if you can't quite figure it out, because like I said, it's not very well explained, so it's very easy to fail at it, and if you fail more than once, it gets really, really aggravating having to do the same puzzle over and over and over again. So I feel mm-hmm. like they, re- you know, with this update, I feel like they should have tried to explain it better at the very least, if not improved some things about it. It's really just, here, have fun, do this, do all this stuff. Don't die. That doesn't sound very fun. It's not, but I like that part. I don't like the puzzle because it's very, very random, and it's not really a puzzle. It's really just, hey, you're kind of screwed no matter what. So speaking of puzzles, Ace Attorney versus uh, Professor Layton was uh, kind of disappointing for me. It wasn't what you say. What? what did you say around Diana? Okay. I'm hold on, filter keys is on because I had shift. Ticket keys. <laughs> Still though, watch watch out. Don't 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 diss Ace Attorney too much around Diana or she will do I'll bad things. This is just gonna become the fighting the podcast. Fighting podcast. Super fighting podcast. Uh, I get it. As I was saying, I was a bit disappointed by it because it didn't feel as good as the other, as like an Ace Attorney game or a uh, Professor Layton game. It wasn't bad. It just, I feel like it could have been a lot better. I mean, when you're trying to merge two different kind of games or genres of game together, it's always, I'd imagine it's always hard for, you know, even a, a well-known developer to do something like that where they kind of have to find a middle ground between two games that while they may while the two types and play styles might fit together decently well you know even just because you can't please everybody and designing a game like that sometimes you it just turns out well this game we we implemented it really really well and it meshes extremely well but just because of the fact that it is a crossover it can sometimes just not really meet expectations because it isn't what people were expecting so it can be kind of hard to combine two different game series together like that all right moving right along because this this email has actually like 10 questions in it so uh moving on uh second question has anyone on the staff played Trigger Happy Havoc Dangan Rompa? Dangan Rompa, I have played that game. I have played a ton of that game and the sequel. Uh, I am or a very big fan. Or the sequels is the second part of the question. Oh, well, there you go. I can kill two birds with one stone here. Uh, Are you going to spoil anything? I will do my very best not to because you don't want to be spoiled for these games. They are I really, really good. I I'm planning to play these blind on my channel. Oh, you are in for a treat. The writing in that game is fantastic. Some of the crazy plot twists that you will encounter are amazing. Uh, I don't know whether this person says he has played them himself or not. Like, you know, whether he's asking just what our opinions are to kind of compare with him. They say, um, if not, I would recommend it to anyone who has played the Ace Attorney series. There are even apparently references to it. 
I see. Yeah, uh, there are a couple references, but, uh, yeah, it's, it is kind of like Ace Attorney. It's got, it's definitely got a darker turn on it, but, uh, it's, it is a very, very fun series. It's, it can be extremely random at times, but in a very good way. So, it's, it is very similar to Ace Attorney, though, but it is quite enjoyable, I can say. Okay, third. What is your favorite licensed video game franchise? Example, Batman. Uh, for me, definitely the the Lego series of games, um, starting with Lego Star Wars. Uh, it's a really cool idea. It's basically take PG-13 movies, make a Lego version for kids, and sell it to all the kids who probably went and saw it anyway. <laughs> and it's it's really cool, and they got they got a little away from it in the middle with Indiana Jones. Some but Indiana Jones two is where they started putting in a lot of weird stuff. Like weird overworlds. But in general they're pretty good. As long as you're playing on the console. The handheld ones are terrible. I had the uh, Wii version of the Lego Star Wars and that was so much fun. It was the best Oh, so I, I have an answer to this one. One licensed game or well actually multi this is two licensed games. Uh, the Heavy Iron Studios SpongeBob games for the GameCube generation of consoles. I don't know which generation number that is, but I found that despite being licensed games and of something as big as SpongeBob, geez, they were actually very well-made games. Um, there's SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, which was a um, think of uh, Super Mario 64 or Banjo Kazooie, actually. And yeah, yeah, that that's a very interesting comparison to make, in my opinion comparing Spongebob to Banjo-Kazooie. But they, they are similar games, and they're actually very well made. The other one, um, Spongebob Square, uh, the Spongebob Squarepants movie, it was... Uh, actually, I haven't played that one, so I can't comment on it. Next person. Uh, speaking of Spongebob, I don't even know what the game was called. My grandma had it on her Game Boy. It's a Spongebob yeah. for a Game Boy. That was a ton of fun when I was a kid. The Spongebob Squarepants Revenge of the Flying Dutchman? Yeah, I, it was I, that one. I have that... <laughs> So that's, that's just kind of a fun game. I haven't played it in ages because I got stuck, but that's just more of a random quote. All right, moving on uh, uh, through the email. I'm going to combine the fourth, fifth, and sixth questions because they're basically about the same thing. So has a community ever made you want to play a game? For my example, it would be Skullgirls. Has a community ever made you want to avoid a game? My example being Call of Duty. And has a community ever made you want to stop playing a game before? My example, Undertale, you even mentioned the word genocide and people will hate you forever, XD. I can agree with not wanting to play a game because of the Undertale fan base. Yeah, I, the Undertale fan base. Like, what I know about Undertale it seems pretty cool, except it's like all the twists and stuff. So I'm not really interested in playing because now I know all the twists. But that's how I heard of it. Everyone was like, it's so cool. Here's all these plot twists. And I'm like, well, that sounds cool, but now you spoiled all the plot twists, so there's no real point in me playing it now. Yeah, I can kind of agree. It seems like a lot of people I know who have played Undertale, like, I don't understand, because a lot of the people who I know, they're very against spoilers. But when it comes to Undertale, it seems like they just, there's 
almost so many things to, that can be spoiled that they kind of forget that they're spoiling it almost. Maybe that's, I, I don't know, that that's possibly more of a personal thing. But another thing is a lot of horror games, say Five Nights at Freddy's, I don't know if this is necessarily just the community, but just from what I've seen, you know, like a lot of people who play, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, dude, why don't you play horror games, or why don't you, you know, check out this horror game and stuff, it's like, because I'm not interested, and then a lot of people kind of say, like, oh, you should try, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's and stuff like that, and it can be a little off-putting, because, I I don't know, again, probably more of just a personal thing, but I feel like a lot of these kind of horror games, uh, genre, community, can be a little bit intimidating sometimes, if that's the right word. I do want to defend the Undertale fan base on one point, though. There are some things in the game that it's kind of hard to talk about them without it not being kind of indirectly a spoiler. Like, uh, to put it in more game cola terms, it's kind of like talking about Hobo Phoenix. You, you, you can't really talk about Hobo Phoenix without the implications of how that happened. Does that make sense? I think that, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But But, I mean, it's... You know, then then there's always you know there, there there's always the option of you know not talking about it just period. You know, you want to talk about Apollo Justice or something, you could just not mention that because that's a plot that is technically a plot twist right at the very beginning of the game. Or you could just not talk about Apollo Justice. I mean, who wants to? Do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that always works. But I mean, you can't not talk about Undertale. It's it's a physical impossibility on the internet. Though, my experience in terms of being, like, on the outside of it, because I still haven't played it. I need to play it. I'm sorry. But from the people, at least, that I could hear stuff from, so mostly on Twitter, were very, very, like, particular and careful about saying, like, don't don't even look for spoilers. Like, I'm not going to spoil it, and you shouldn't even do anything that could potentially spoil it for you. Now, I will say, because usually I would say that, like, oh, I am a bastion of understanding and um, perfection, and I would never let a community's opinion affect my opinion on a game separate from that because I'm a stuck-up little, you know, just guy that thinks he's the best. But I have to admit that I don't want, really want to play Super Smash Bros. Melee anymore just because of how seriously people who are in that current fandom take the game. It's it's crazy how pe- seriously people take Super Smash Bros. Melee these days, and it's kind of off-putting. Really, lots of fighting games in general are very serious like that. Like, oh, what are you doing? You, you're playing it all wrong because you're new and are trying to figure it out, or you just want to have fun so you're playing as a character you like, and they're like, well, they're at the bottom of the tier list. Why would you even play as them? And then, of course, I think as the the person who made this question mentioned, you know, uh, shooting games like Call of Duty and Counter-Strike, like, a lot of those, it's, like, almost impossible to even start... You basically can't play the game, almost, unless you've been playing it before, because, like, everybody just starts criticizing you because that is a very competitive kind of game series, and basically everybody just gets really upset at you if you aren't really good at the game from the moment you start and I feel like that also makes those kinds of games just really intimidating be- just because of how how difficult it is to learn how to play those games well and then the catch-22 of it's difficult to learn to play these games well but you can't learn to play these games well 
if you're too busy just, you know, being smack-talked by all the people on the enemy team and on your own team because you're still trying to learn. You know, it can, again, it can be very, very intimidating. That's why I play very, very few first-person shooter games just in general. It may be kind of telling, and maybe this is a little mean, so I, I don't know. You could edit this one out if it's too much, but I, I feel like someone should also mention, especially with the uh, shooter fan bases, a lot of them are small, obnoxious children sometimes, it seems. I, I, I don't know just what I think. Also with the Undertale fan base, I'm sorry, don't kill me. Well, I mean, I think I think it's I don't think anyone would argue that the worst of any fan base is usually the younger skewing audience, just because like they don't they haven't been around enough to really understand the consequences of what they're doing, um, and they're they're young kids and they make mistakes like that, and I don't think anybody would, and I I think that's why like for certain ones that sort of skew towards a younger audience, at least prominently, that you you sort of get more of that negativity on the surface because I don't think the the younger audiences have as good a sense for like how their actions reflect on other people and not just themselves. That is very true. So uh, let's let's try to hit a couple of the other side of the coin. Is there any community that made you want to play a game? Overwatch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, everyone definitely. was so hype about Overwatch. Everyone is still it. so hype about that game. I am still so hype about Overwatch. It's the best game of 2016 and 2017. Yeah, it is. That is definite. That I think a lot of Blizzard games, actually. Blizzard just kind of seems to know how to do it. Okay, not all Blizzard games, not all Blizzard games, but I mean, if if you go to the Diablo community, a lot of that stuff, oh, the actually, oddly enough, I think the Dark Souls games are often, at least, the community there is, is not, you know, they, I think yes. they're very receptive. Oh, okay, you're just talking about community, I was like, Blizzard doesn't make Dark Souls. Yeah, no, no, sorry, I should I should have <laughs> prefaced that better. I see what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, Dark Souls is interesting because, like, I guess that messaging system, like, and then I guess the story searching. I don't know. I haven't played Dark Souls, so I, I don't really have a frame of reference. But I could definitely see how that would work. Well, I haven't played Dark Souls either, but I know a bunch of people who do. So, and that's par for the course here on Game Cola, right? I know that, and this won't make sense to anyone, really, but I know that the Dark Souls community has very good memers. So I, I kind of follow it in that regard. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to compete with just you died. I mean, it kind of writes itself, to be honest. But but you could say the same thing about the Overwatch community. To be fair, their fan works are very high quality. Their comics, their cosplays, their dank memes, their videos, all so good. That kind of actually is fairly telling. A lot of this stuff, generally, it's. As odd as it seems, a lot of times that can at least give you at least a little bit of a rough insight into the community as a greater part, you know, just a lot of the creative content that's made for these kind of games. It kind of shows you the kind of the the kind of audience that this game has around it. For example, with Undertale, all the NSFW pictures. 
I mean, I mean, the same goes for almost, it, it's, it's rule 34, everything applies, but I mean, you could say the same thing about Overwatch, my friend. No, Blizzard, Blizzard doesn't like it, Blizzard got rid of it. Oh all. no, they didn't. Blizzard actually I made mean, a public comment, they said, hey, we saw that all of that NSFW content for Overwatch got taken down, that was a mistake, it was automatically done, we've put it back up. Well, Blizzard it was, actually um... went in later and said, hey, sorry about that, that we didn't mean to do that. Here you go, and, and they put it all back. Well, some of it, some of it too was, and there, some of it, and I don't remember if this was some of the stuff that got put back or not. But it was a, uh, it was a matter of the, the uh, models getting used. Yeah, like the models they, they took the models down from the Steam Workshop, and they they put them all back up. All of the yeah. source filmmaker models have been reinstated. So they they have a Blizzard has a company that handles like copyright stuff. They don't do it directly, um, and so that the companies like that are just like. Our job is to look for things that infringes on copyright. That probably infringes on copyright. Let's do our jobs. Yeah, and, and then, then Blizzard was like, "Hey, uh, just <laughs> that—that's okay. Just, just leave that stuff." So that's a, a, that, that's that's a whole different subject on you know good companies versus bad company policies. But I mean, you know, it's 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 nice to see. So, but it's it's another sign that it's a good community, though. It's another sign it's a really really nice community. Why don't we keep moving along here? Because we still we're Agreed. only on question seven. Yeah, um, email one. <laughs> the other emails are a lot shorter. Have you guys ever wrote any fan fiction, excluding <laughs> the end day crystallis or crystallis? Oh, I see. The end day crystallis or crystallis, depending on your regional accent, collab fanfic. It's, they're written the same, so like I didn't. I didn't yeah, the Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell when this was generally written, or at um, least started to be written. Well, I mean, it, yeah, because it was it was yeah, written in yeah. December. A- anyway, uh, has a day. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah. So I get what you mean. Yeah, but if, if but anyhow. So, and if so, could you please share the juicy exploits, Diana? <laughs> yes. How many game call fan fictions did you write? One and a half. <laughs> and a half? Where's, Where's Diana? Where's 10, 10, 10? One and nine tenths. <laughs> if you want to get real technical about it. Hashtag 1.9. Stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> and they're still on the site, aren't they? Yeah. No, it's still there. I wanna... occasionally um, changed the title of the article uh, when back when Michael and Nicola were doing the uh, Rachel's Last Reward playthrough whenever they would talk about it I would change the name of the article so that it would show up again oh, I think so it funny. might still be um, who are you calling passive aggressive or something <laughs> along those lines I'm going to have to look it up later um, but yeah that's a thing so how did that happen because that's how you got, job. I yeah, I was gonna say, that's how you got <laughs> hired that's how I got hired so yes I I have written fan fiction I used to write regularly now I only write once a year, well, I write a lot, but I don't share it, and now I only write once a year for the uh, Court Records OC contest, which um, voting actually closed recently, so we'll see how that went for me. I don't know. Hopefully I can uh, defend my title of winner from last year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see. I had fun. Uh, I actually technically did write my own fan fiction back in, I think it was either sophomore or junior year of high school. Uh, actually, technically the first fan fiction I ever wrote was a modification of, or rather an edit of 
Luigi and Daisy's Journey of Love and Sadness, which, for those of you, uh, I believe this person said he's been on Game Cola since the beginning, uh, that was the story that they read for the very first episode of Hacks and Slash, then known as Read It and Weep, before we got in trouble for it was using known, It name. was known as Read It for Weep for like a week. Yeah, but yeah, then, like and, and then somebody yelled at us. Uh, but anyway. No, I think Paul, I think Paul just... Someone told Paul about it. Yeah, it no, actually, we were like, yeah, right, but but right. but so but because Paul's words in the second episode were, or at least until someone else tries to sue us. <laughs> he but, was exaggerating. Uh, but anyway, so that was the story. So I basically went in and uh, I tried to fix all of these strange grammatical and spelling errors, as well as a lot of the random plot holes that basically turned that story into Swiss cheese in regards to how solid its plot was. But, uh, and then after that, I actually came up with my own original story, which was, uh, Space Quest, the story, which was, uh, it, it is still a, a very unfinished, uh, retelling of the story from Space Quest 1, with, uh, you know, a lot of creative embellishments thrown in here and there for added humor and such, but, uh, that, that was actually... One of the things I did, kind of inspired by uh, Game Cola to begin with. So I actually have technically written two different fan fictions for uh, before I came here to Game Cola. So I did a thing. Okay, so I wrote this one fan fiction in eighth grade over Super Smash Brothers Brawl, and it was like really, really long. It like took up half of my journal in eighth grade, and it was like you know classic eighth grade fan fiction. It was bad. So uh, that's gonna be on Hacks and Slash, right? We <laughs> find it. Oh boy! I mean, we are we are reading a, a Smash a long Smash Brothers one next. Wait, wait, is is that actually happening? Uh, the longest fan, if, if for our audience and maybe even our fellow podcasters who don't know, the longest fan fiction ever recorded, as far as I'm aware, and as far as many people are aware. I saw it, but I didn't think we were Smash reading Brothers. it. A Super Smash Bros. fiction. I think we, I've decided that we're, re- first of all, the beginning is pretty cheesy, so I think we can get some fun out of it, but it's also just like a landmark fan fiction, and I think we should cover it, like, even yeah, if it it's, is good. It's we've pretty done significant. Good, and we've done, like, decent fan fiction before, like, we did a My Little Pony Chrono Trigger crossover oh, yeah. one, yeah. we thought it was going to be really well, bad, and it actually, it actually tended, really it's like, oh it no, this is good. Decent. We got into it a little bit. Um, it was it was better if you if you knew both of the source materials well, but it was like it was like well constructed. So even if, even if it improved, I think the first chapter is definitely like I think it improves as it goes on. And the first chapter is definitely the weakest, but um, yeah, that's that. In case you're curious, everyone, that is the next one that will be covered. Correct. Unless you're watching podcasts on YouTube, in which case it will probably have come out before this podcast makes it to YouTube because of the way things are ordered. You, so what order? There's an order. It's an order. There's a numerical order, James. They are numbered. Don't get him started. Uh, no, uh, calm yeah, down. All right, all right. Counting is too hard. And speaking of having trouble counting, I also have written one and a half, I guess, fan fictions. But I also really don't want to talk about it. It's embarrassing. So I'm going to cut it off there. I've written one video game fan fiction which you can find on game cola because i didn't have any material for a month because i had Bandcamp, so i uploaded that instead <laughs> if you're curious just 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 look up my name and you'll find it the year 
was 2000 and X. 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 Yeah, for 2000 and X. <laughs> I, I like how exactly. we both knew to do the same joke. Exactly. Um, I, the, my school was having a writing competition where everybody was sending stuff in. And I thought, hey, my friends and I on the school playground did this thing where we made up stories and, like, acted out stories based on the Mario characters for holiday, like, for different holidays. So, like, an event, Mario and Luigi do a thing for 4th of July. Mario and Luigi do a thing for Christmas. And so I just wrote all of the, I was like, I'm going to write about that, I guess. And I, like, said, it's like, you guys think this is a good idea, parents? And they were like, sure, do whatever you want. We're supportive parents. And then um, I wrote an outline for it. And then my mother saw the outline. I guess she thought that I didn't know how to write because she thought that that is what I planned on submitting. So she went in and, like, at, made everything complete sentences and, like, wrote a story <laughs> oh based my on my outline. <laughs> Oops. And then I submitted that, and then they said, you know, they're probably, after I submitted it, they were like, oh, you know, you know, you're probably, you know, they're, they're going to go for original stories or probably what's going to win. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? Now I feel stupid. <laughs> Do you I still have that? that? And if it, so, can we read it? It's, it is not, it does not, you can read it. It's hidden somewhere on the internet. It's on the internet somewhere. I put it on purpose. Um, you have to find it though. It's not on Game Cola. It's a scavenger it's hunt. Short. It's much too short. I, I thought about it for a hack and slash, but it's way too short. It's, it's not very long. So, but if you could find it, um, you can read it. So. Great. There are ways that you can find it. But. Can not, we have not, a hint? Um, it's, I don't know. No. <laughs> what? What? No. Can, can I use a hint coin here? Like, it's, phone a friend? You gotta, you just gotta figure out my internet past and how I've done things. There, there minute, are definitely I thought you were about to say, I thought you were about to say internet password and I'm like, no. excuse me? No. Uh, uh, is the username admin and the password password? I have, I have checked and there are connections that you can find to tie, it, to find this, but you have right. to do your own research. All right, well. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> you get Q. It comes with a little U. That's all Q, I'm giving Q you. Q isn't a vowel. Yeah, but it comes with a little U. Yeah, well, like wouldn't the one. U be included for free? So technically, he's still not buying it. But he's buying the Q. How much? I think it's buy one, get one free. All right. Does anybody else have any fan fiction stories? No. Okay, good. Nothing I'm willing to admit. <laughs> um, question eight. Recently, I was looking through my archives, and I found a comic I drew almost five years ago of Roxas from Kingdom Hearts jumping on a Tempur-Pedic mattress with a full glass of wine on top, yelling, It really works! <laughs> what? I don't know what that means. Does anybody know what that means? I have no idea what that means. No, no. I have no idea no. what that means. No? Okay, moving on. I don't, I don't actually really have a about Kingdom Hearts, so now it's even more confusing. Oh, so I don't actually have a question for that. I just felt like sharing. Thank okay, you. Okay, thanks for sharing. Thank here you. Is the, here, okay, now right. we're at the ninth question. Spelled with an E. I don't think you usually spell it. No, that's... No. Well, uh, Is that how you actually, spell it? No. No, it's N-I-N-T-T. Well, it depends on... I think it depends on the region, actually. Maybe. I'm going to call it Nineth, though, because it sounds funny. Nine emails, nine questions, nine podcasts? No. Okay. 
I'm just kidding. I actually do have a question about the comic. So I was reading oh. it, and I started thinking about why I drew it. In Kingdom Hearts 325 over whatever the heck days, making fun of the titles of Kingdom Hearts games that usually have fractions in them. Because yeah, 358 over two days was the actual thing. And yes, it was a stupid title. Uh, Roxas, whoever that is, uh, continuously is shown in his room in the ocean. Due to the DS's low poly count and resolution, his bed literally looks like a white brick. It was at this moment I thought, how funny would it be if Roxas ordered a new bed with all the money, spelled N-U-N-N-Y, because apparently that's how it's called in the game, he earned. That is what it's called in the game. I don't know why, but it is. So, all in all, my question for you is how many games have you ever played where the playable character is actually animated to go under the sheets of a bed and not lay on top of the bed like a weirdie? I mean, I know Paper Mario, Mario literally, like, the bed is literally a solid object. He just folds sideways and slides in between two of the polygons somehow. I feel like that's, that's like a weirdie. I think that falls into the weirdie category. (laughs) I've never really seen one where they, like, actually get it. I know in, like, a lot of uh, old uh, Super Nintendo RPGs, if oh, they yeah. let you go in the bed, you can just walk in the bed somehow yeah. and walk out and walk. Oh, Sometimes a... you start in the bed, and then you can walk out, but you can't go back in. But In it's... Pokemon, you can you can just walk into the bed. And my favorite one is, uh, I think it's Final Fantasy V. Uh, that's if you're in Japan. If you're in America, I have no idea which one it is. But uh, you're like, Captain... I don't think it was released in the U.S. I mean, it was localized at some point. Maybe it was for, like, the play... I think it might have been re-released for the PlayStation or something. But you're like, Captain, like, Cecil or Cecil or however you pronounce these names... Uh, you were like the captain of a guard, and there's one point in the game, like where in a scripted cutscene, your person is supposed to be going to bed and sleeping, but due to the sprite limitations, he sleeps in a full suit of armor. So yeah, he's just like lying in bed in full heavy plate armor, and it just no, looks that hilarious. About right. I know this isn't the point, but if it's Cecil, that means it's Final Fantasy IV, which was Final Fantasy II in America. Which oh. did get the re-releases and actually got the original release in America as well. Oh, then that might be what it is. I can't remember what Final Fantasy V was in, like, Europe and Japan. I think it might have been Final Fantasy IV, yeah. But either but way, Sleeping of, in uh, Armor. Speaking of Sleeping in Armor, Monster Hunter. Oh my goodness, like, Monster Hunter. You just go in and you just... You, yeah, you don't even take off the weapons. It's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a nap with, like, a giant spiky hammer on my back. No big deal. <laughs> Hopefully I don't stab myself with this sword. This isn't really related to the question, but I know that it has to do with beds, and there's no other place I would mention this, but uh, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, whenever you go to a bed, you can lie down on it, and whenever you do, it gives you flavor text, which is unique to that bed specifically in the world. It's so, also uh, really creepy because... You can lie down in other people's beds in other people's houses, and then you comment on, like, say, what the bed smells like, or something like that, and I thought that was super, super creepy. That is super creepy. creepy. Proceeded to do it for every single bed in the game. Especially uh, in the first islands, when I went to Lily's bed... I think it said it smelled like Lily, I thought. Yeah, it did, uh, it did. And I was like, uh, how old is she again? Eleven, actually. Everyone's yep, eleven. And I was like, yep, and no. <laughs> I think this silence is very well justified. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, Question back... number ten! Yeah. <laughs> 
Has anyone played a DDR Step Mania or ITG2 game? I don't know what that last one is. I have. If so, what is your favorite soundtrack in the game or any game you have ever played before? Oh. Whoa. They, let's, limit, was... let's limit it to, let's limit to dance games like I this. Was, I was gonna <laughs> say, I was gonna That's say, I've podcast. played, I've played Dance Dance Revolution, like, a, so I can't remember, I can't even remember what game it was. It was for the PlayStation 2, and we still have, like, the actual dance mat that you put on the floor and plug into the controller port. So we have that, but I honestly couldn't, I haven't played it in so many years, I couldn't tell you a single song that is on, well, actually, I think I can remember one or two, but they're, like, oldies songs. Which were just on there because the music videos were really trippy, but like there, there were, I couldn't tell you a single like the soundtrack for that game because it's Dance Dance Revolution, so they're all like, that uh, they're all random songs. Oh, I played um, DDR for like the Wii, one of those ones, and I just remember that I played da- um, Disco Inferno is the one I danced to, and I danced like an uncoordinated hippo or something like that. I I can't dance at all. Hit someone in the face. I'm going to be that kid that mentions Dance Dance Revolution Mario Mix, which is a game that exists. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that too. But only in the fact that it just exists. Oh, there's also a Star Wars one. I I want to mention it because similarly to the SpongeBob game I mentioned previously in this episode, they put an unusually high amount of effort into it. Like, you would think it would be just a game that they want to sell dance pads or something, but no, they actually made it quite good. You can also play as Luigi, which is neat. I think they saved a lot of time by recycling models from Mario Party, because I'm pretty sure it uses all the models from the Mario Party games of the time. And some sound effects. Yeah. So I think I think they recycled... Because they recycled so much, they had more time to spend on other stuff. All right. And now... Bonus question, which none of us can answer because it's to Jetty. Um, but I'm going to say it anyway because he will um, maybe while he's in, off in Japan, which, by the way, everyone, Jetty's in Japan now. You probably <laughs> opened the article. By the um, way, he was going there tomorrow. Well, when they listen to the podcast, he'll be long since in Japan. Well, but you were telling us, so. Well, oh, I, no, I, he was telling the listeners. I was telling the oh. listeners. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm you off were the on the meeting. I, I'm off the podcast. I'm off the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You doomed um, us all. Anyway, um, this question is to Jetty. So, Jetty, if you're listening, maybe comment or do whatever you can. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll get an answer to this question. Jetty, do you have a problem with cats? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Bringing up Podcast 89 as a joke, and my typo in the beginning actually makes sense. I don't know what he's referring to. But you stated previously that you thought in Lufia 3, The Legend Returns is trash when it has a cat that says, Meow, man. Meow. How can you possibly hate a game with such intrepid dialogue as that? The translator clearly put put all their hard work and passion into this game, and you have the audacity to make such a snide remark. In case you haven't figured it out already... Yes, I was kitten, and this uh, was a troll. Uh, <laughs> this was just a ruse so he could uh, make a cat pun. But I have a legitimate question for Zero Escape fans. Do you Hi. think that Sigma Hello? will continue... Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, yeah, do you think that Sigma will continue making cat puns into the next Zero Time Dilemma? <laughs> you can this email. I me. mean, we, we kind of know. <laughs> I can answer and, that well, question. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Or do you believe the game it, will probably go more serious, darker route to end off the franchise? The answer to that question is both. Both. Probably. Yes, both. Yeah, if I recall correctly, it's just like once or twice that he... Yeah, it's only in one specific room, in one specific circumstance. But that's how it was in um, Virtue's Last Reward as well. Anyways, that's all the questions I have in the meantime. So, bye for now. Bye. Bye. So that was the first first one. One out of four. Was there a name on it? Oh, yeah. It, well, I mean, there was uh, Your Mom is a Boss. Oh, okay. Thanks. I thought so, there was an actual Thanks for the email. Sorry Thank it took you. us over a year, year to answer it. It's okay. Um, all right. This is the next email from Lilac Hiroshi, in, also in December of 2015. Um, oh. I discovered this little gem the other day, and I was wondering if any. Interested, and it is a link to aviaryattorney.com. Nope. Yes. Next question. Is, is, is that, was, was that a question or? It was not really a question. It was just a link to aviaryattorney.com. Any oh. comments on aviary attorney? What's that all, all about? I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I was actually a backer um, on Kickstarter for aviary attorney. So I do have the game. I just haven't played it yet because, again, like Danganronpa, it's another thing I want to do blind, and I just haven't had the time to do it yet. So I have the game. I know a little bit about it, but and I will be playing it, but just not yet. And I did pay for it to be made. Loki. I am not at all surprised by the fact that you did that. <laughs> it's a, it's a attorney with birds. Come on. I think that's the main selling point of the game. Like that it is. It completely is. Hotful boyfriend meets Ace Attorney. It's like it was made for her. You know, right? That's what I said. This is my game. All right. We'll move on to the next email because that was all that was in that one. Um, this email was sent March 2016. So we haven't hit a year on this one yet. So okay. that's good. Um, again, Yay. these were all these were all emailed while the site was on hiatus, so they didn't. Jetty had to like go was digging through stuff and found that they hadn't like ever actually shown up, which is why we took so long to answer. Sorry. Sorry. Um, this is from Patrick Humphrey. Hello, Game Cola crew. I just wanted to say thanks for all the fascinating and fantastic work you do. You are by far the best source for video game humor that I have ever found. Also, I have a few ideas for additions to your illustrious collection of amazing articles. First, you must find a Final Fantasy fanfic for Hacks and Slash. It's the only main game series that hasn't been covered. I disagree with that. There are several main, big series we have not covered yet. For, and from the research I've done on fanfiction.net, you will find some pretty interesting material. Um, to that, I would say yes, but also it's harder because there isn't, like, a, a cohesive, like, Final Fantasy, you know? Because all the games are pretty different. Well, I mean, look at but, but, I mean, first. it doesn't really matter. I, I don't know. I don't feel like that makes too much of a difference because, I mean, you can still... I mean, you can... It, it shouldn't really matter which one you're doing. They don't necessarily need, like... Specifically on uh, fanfiction.net, the, the third most popular category for game fanfiction is Final Fantasy VII, and they actually list them by game. Mm-hmm. Which is odd because they don't do that for any of the other ones. For example, like Mega Man. There's a bajillion Mega Man games, but they don't 
you know, they don't separate those by game. They don't separate Zelda by game. They don't separate Pokemon by game. But Final right. Fantasy specifically is actually separated by game because there are so many different ones. Mm-hmm. So I think well, I... there's definitely a lot of good material here. Yeah. Uh, another thing is just from, like, usually it's best for when a fan fiction is suggested, it it's done by someone who is familiar with the series so that... It, you can make sure because you don't want to uh, you don't want a situation where we're just point, poking fun at something because we don't understand the context. I, I feel like that that's just like boring for anyone who's actually invested in the franchise. Who would be the people who would click on the links to see the fan fiction being read out? So if anybody, if any of our listeners have a Final Fantasy fan fiction or any of the staff um, have one that you want to cover. Uh, send it to either the podcast email or to me or to Diana. Just to anyone. I get messages on Twitter from time to time from people suggesting fan fictions, and I, I usually mark them down unless they're like, unless they have like the the requirements, the baseline requirements that I usually go by are: is it long enough? Sometimes they're just like a thousand words, and even for like compilations, that's usually just not enough. And then also. If most of it, most of it needs to be dialogue. I've gotten some that have been longer and have been kind of funny to read, but it's just like all narration. And so it doesn't really fit the having a big cast of people to read. Like I got a, I read a, um, a Splatoon fan fiction that would have been great had the characters in the fan fiction talked more, but it was pretty much just narration. So if you want to send us fan fictions, be my guest. We'd love to hear about it. Moving on to the second point of this. Second, there should really be a co-op playthrough of Super Smash Brothers. Many podcasters like to converse about who their mains are, and I, for one, would like to see the members of Game Cola beat each other to a pulp in the game, not in real life. <laughs> I mean, um, I'd be down with beating all of you in Smash Bros., but I only have the 3S version. I, I don't I the, the the only game I've ever owned in the series is the Weaver is Super Smash Brothers Brawl and uh, all the competitive people hate that game and second I uh, I I'm terrible at the game and I don't even have a main because I'm that bad so I <laughs> this this whole thing is on the pre- is based on the precedent that we all play Smash and I don't really I'm sure I, that enough staff members play Smash to have an interesting cast of people on it though. Although, uh, in regards to Brawl, they shut the servers down, so that's not an option anymore. Yeah, it would have to be Smash 4 for Wii U. Um, I could probably make that work if someone else could connect to the internet and do it. Um, I can record my off of my Wii U. Um, I would just be worried about the internet connection um, here. I don't know if it would be able to support something like that. But it could certainly, if we had enough people... I would think that we'd want like to get a couple people in on that if we were to try something like that, but it is not out of the question, so we will look into it. Um, we've also been looking into other co-op stuff. Um, I think last night Diana and I and Jenny talked a little bit about trying to get Minecraft stuff to work because that's a pretty like straightforward thing. And people, Minecraft has stopped being like literally everywhere on the internet, so it's not quite as like literally everyone's doing it anymore. So. I mean, I've I've thing. got quite a bit of experience with Minecraft. I've I I am current. I actually have a a mod modded server. I actually host it myself. I managed to cobble enough uh, up enough components to actually get a server 
hmm. built like in my house. <laughs> so I am actually like, running and hosting a Minecraft server when I, whenever I feel like it. So if we want to have that, yes, I can always get that going. <laughs> we can talk about that after the podcast. Yes, <laughs> sounds like a good idea. Um, Terraria is an option too. We tried Terraria. Terraria did not go super well. There's one episode of the Terraria series that never became a series. It's on the YouTube oh, yeah, channel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It's on the YouTube channel, and it was a pain to edit, and I don't ever want to do it again. Um, I remember that. I wasn't even there, but I remember that. You remember that episode? That one uh, yeah. single episode? I remember. It was I me. remember you guys wanted to do it, and then I was like, oh, I can't, and then like it you never spent, happened like, again. Like because we spent like an hour trying to get it to work, and then we never really figured out what we did right, and we couldn't get it to work again, so we just didn't do it ever again. <laughs> um, so that's the story behind Terraria. <laughs> right. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it completely off the table, but Terraria, is, in my experience, has been is more of a pain than Minecraft. Um, okay, that's all for my suggestions. I really appreciate all the work that you do. Listening to your RPG cast inspired me to compose my own RPG. I really enjoy playing it, and it's all thanks to you. Bravo, GameColla.net. Thank you, Patrick. That's Thank you. Lovely email. Thank you. Thanks. All I don't right. think compose is the right word for that. And you can, you can compose could work. It works. I think it works. Okay. Um. All right. And the last email sent to us in March, or basically April. It's March 31st of 2016. And this is from MGS Spaz 2. Apparently there's more than one. When a mainstream game becomes a retro game, is it con- still considered mainstream? Considering that a young person might not even know it exists. I mean, I would definitely consider it so. I mean, you, it's not like you can't call Super Mario Brothers mainstream, even though it is without question now a retro game. I don't think it can really be considered a non-mainstream game. I mean, it depends on your definition of mainstream, really, because I I don't think think anybody can call it not retro, but, I mean, since it's not played by millions of people actively anymore, I suppose you could say it isn't a mainstream game anymore, but that kind of depends on how you define mainstream. How how do we think we want to define mainstream for this? I think what this person is talking about might more be, instead of, like, games that are still, like, really big in the public consciousness, games that were mainstream when they came out, and then does that mean that they're mainstream forever? And I would say no. I'm, I'm, there, are, there are big titles that I wouldn't consider, that were titles that were big when they came out that I wouldn't consider mainstream now. Like, Tie yeah. the Tasmanian Tiger. That thing was huge when it came out. Everybody had it. Bugsy, I think everybody wait. still has it. <laughs> Bugsy. But, <laughs> but it is not it is definitely not in the mainstream at all. So I would I would I would call that probably one of the uh an example of that. I would There's always Pokemon say... Go. <laughs> True. What about like I don't know, I think some of the mainstream games have now become older and have now become considered more classics than like mainstream games or retro games. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I think, like James was saying, at a certain point, it just becomes, like, your personal definition of mainstream. That was all that's in the email. That was all that's in the email? That was, it was oh. short. We started nice. with the longest one. <laughs> that was a good question. So that's it for emails. Now, we're not quite done with 
free to describe topics because our lovely brand Cliff has suggested that we boost our uh, podcast SEO and talk about uh, Pokemon Go and the new update that came. We are selling out here at Geek Flip. No, no, no. But okay, yeah. seriously. Pokemon Go just got a groundbreaking update, which will not be news anymore by the time this podcast is up. It has included some things such as the Johto region, all of it. So now second-gen Pokemon are in. That's the first, like, 200, 300-something Pokemon. They're in 250. now. 250. 251. One. Yeah, you're right, 251. Because they well, added 100 in Johto. Well, yes, but they only added 80 in this update. According to the update, they only added 80, so this well, is like 231. It's 231. Because they had also, I have they had also added, I'm looking at it right now. They they added um a couple. Oh yeah, they added early. 10 before. Yeah, yeah they, they added, added some of, of the baby Pokemon in, and I'm guessing some of the other ones that weren't included in this update as well are some of the more elusive Mons, and yeah. probably most of the legendaries as well. But as for other things that this update includes, they've also included uh, Pokemon that require a item that is held to be evolved. For example, back then, if you wanted to evolve your Seedra into a Kingdra, you needed to trade it while holding a Dragon Scale. Now that Dragon Scale is in the game, it is a random drop from when you stop by a Pokestop, and it's really rare. I haven't seen it yet. Is that how you evolve um, the Eevees also- now? EV evolution is still random, but there's a trick that's always been in the game where if you give their EV certain names, they're always guaranteed to be a certain one yeah. sometimes, oh, or maybe it only works the first time. Like, I've heard if you name your EV Sakura, it's guaranteed to be an Espeon. I haven't tried it yet, oh, though. Because I, uh, I think they were all references to, to the names of those evolutions from the anime and i think i think uh the, the their names either direct mm. translations from japanese or the english localization names uh they were... are rainer sparky and pyro i yeah. still have my yeah, names those, those yeah. are the names from the anime yes in, was in it the, the names anime. of the was it the names of the pokemon or the names of the trainers the there was the names that there was the nicknames that the trainers gave their pokemon in the okay, anime it was the nickname of the trainer it was the names of the trainers Oh, it was the names of the trainers. It was the names yeah. of the trainers, I believe. Oh, well, that, that's my bad. Like, that would be pretty prophetic, because the trick didn't work in the anime. Like, name your EV something, and then it evolves, and it didn't, that wasn't a thing in the anime. So they would have just had EVs that... I guess if they had known they were going to use, like, stones on it, they could have done it ahead of time. Anyway, it's not important. Uh, but um, what is important is... They've also made some Pokemon that actually move around when you're trying to catch them, which is super obnoxious. Oh no, so you have to chase after them? Uh, no, once you've started the encounter, sometimes they just kind of shake around, so you can't always throw straight, basically. Oh great, that makes it even more... Well, that's all. That's alright, because the way my phone screen kind of works, it's kind of wonky, so when I throw, it likes to curve hard to the right. Like, like, even when I don't attempt to put spin on the ball, like, it, it puts a hard right spin on the ball. So, basically, I just gotta wait until it runs all the way to the right of the screen, and then I'll get 100% accuracy. Uh, they've also added a lot of new clothes options uh, for your for your trainer, which is fun. But uh, the bad part is you have to spend your, like, coins that you get from having your Pokemon in gyms to get these clothes. I'm not a fan of that. I don't have any gyms where I am, so I can't even... I have not visited a single gym. That's the funny part, I think, about um, 
and I walk to and from school, which is like a, a 30 minute walk. Like, and there are no gyms within like an hour of where I live. I, I have mine pulled up right now. And I'm looking around. I can see, like, six gyms oh, from where I'm at. Oh, I take at. it back. There's a brand new gym, like, three blocks away. <laughs> did you create gyms, or did they, are they just randomly placed? They're random. I have a did gym they that show I up at different times? Because these were not here when I last played the game, like, three months ago. They, they've done updates. They've done updates where they've added some based All on... All right, so, yeah, I have two gyms mm-hmm. now, and one of them is white for some reason. That means no one has it yet. You should go but get it. But there's a Pokemon in it. Oh, that's weird, Ben. There's a, oh there's a Rhydon in it. But it's funny because I noticed that for a while, like, all the gyms were stagnant. Like, if a team had... There was... The one near my dorm was, like, yellow for a really long time and, like, really high-powered. And then right after the update came out, my team Mystic came out and started reconquering campus. And now yeah. we have all the gyms again. <laughs> I'm also blue. <laughs> team Mystic for the win. Oh. Yeah, one very revolutionary, groundbreaking thing in this patch. You can take your backpack off now. What? Oh, wow, finally. Oh, I can take my hat off now. I know, I took my hat off. I can, I can let my spiky RPG hair hang out. That spiky RPG hair is the best. But I think the update has brought a lot of people back to Pokemon Go, which is kind of fun. I like that. Definitely bring me back. It definitely I, brought me back. Pokemon Go has just done so much for communities. Just the first month it was out, everyone was just so happy. So much less was going on in our stressful minds. I could have worded that better. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> but yes, is that is that everything that was in the update? I think it is. But it's super fun. I love it. No, no, no. The last part of the update, minor text fixes. Oh, can't have that's... a Pokemon Go patch without that. Well, that's like saying you can't have you can't have a Nintendo 3DS patch without improvements for performance and stability, which is literally all mean? they've said. Which is literally the only message that they put for any of their patch notes. Like that's all the all the all the past seven patch notes have been preventing Reaper from shadow stepping into unintended. <laughs> Prevented Widowmaker from using you know such and such. Oh, Evie is so cute. Yes, yes. Sorry. Also, it's really telling, but the only reason I'm joining this podcast from the world of the outside is because I'm sitting on a bench getting Pokeballs because I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I would Actually, do that in class. How many I have. Let's see. Oh, no, it's a lot better. Okay, I have 200 Pokeballs. I am good to go from now on. My biochem class was at a Pokemon stop, and I was I had no idea what was going on in that class, and so I would just milk the Poke stop. I was, like, I had all the balls and everything. It was great. So do we want to move into games we've been playing recently? Sure. Fine by me. Should we just Works. go in order, or... Sure, let's go in order. Diana, what games have oh. you been playing recently? Well, uh, for those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, I have been extremely obsessed with Fire Emblem lately. In two forms. Lately? Uh, yeah, for a while, actually. But particularly <laughs> lately. It's been pretty much all I've been playing besides The Walking Dead for my channel. I've been going back and forth between um, Fire Emblem Heroes, the new app that just came out, which everyone should get, by the way. It's super fun. And then when my stamina runs out on that, I go play um, 
Fire Emblem Revelations for a little while until my stamina restores and then I come back. But I have been playing so much Fire Emblem that I'm actually wearing the paint off the sides of my 3DS. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. Both sides of my 3DS are now, like, missing red color because I've been playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. Which is probably not good for my grades. Oh, actually, you know what? I just realized I can talk about uh, another game I've been playing. I got the uh, the the new slash old Dragon Quest Eight for the 3DS because I played the heck out of that game for the PlayStation Two when it when it was the when it was there. So that that's been pretty fun. I know I already mentioned this in the chat, but I, I feel like the audience deserves to hear about this as well. I asked this to Diana. Did you hear about? the person who spent $1,000 and still has no Hector. I will be that person if I don't get Rioma soon, but uh, I did not hear about that person I'm before, guessing this can... is a character in the game that okay, you can unlock. So let me... Okay, now I feel like I need to talk about the app. So basically what happens in this app is you're playing as a summoner who summons heroes from different Fire Emblem worlds to do battle and they join your army and you can train them and you know use them in battle so you have to use these orbs to summon your heroes and each time you summon you get like a random color and the colors correspond to you know a weapon class or something like that so once you get a certain weapon class you can get literally anyone in that weapon class like you do not know who you're gonna get so apparently this person has been looking for one specific person for a while and uh, has not gotten them yet, which I can uh, say the same. The day I got Krom was the happiest day of my life uh, because he's great. And, uh, yeah, so I'm still looking for Ryoma, though. So hopefully that happens sooner. I'm going to start spending money, which I don't want to do. Do it. Give in. No, I won't spend actual money on this. This is I, why I'm I stay away from from mobile games in general because microtransactions are like I would be so I, I don't know. I am always super super gullible. I have to fight so hard when I play those games not to just immediately go and say, "Oh, I have some, you know, like Google Play balance or something left." And then just spend like, you know, $5, which is like 3 months worth of uh, like earnings from like the Google surveys or whatever, and just blow it all in one day just to get some like insignificant thing in like a, a mobile game. But I would uh, definitely um, recommend the app to people who maybe haven't played Fire Emblem before because it does a good job of I don't want to say dumbing it down, but it makes it very easy to learn. Making it accessible. Yeah. It, it makes, like, the weapon triangle and, like, everything very easy for people to learn. And, I mean, I have not finished the main story mode yet, but I still think it's pretty good. So it has everything um, you love about Fire Emblem in a tiny compact package. And it can, it's free unless you want to pay money for it. That's awesome. I'm going to download it after this because I, I tried to download the first time and the internet crashed. That's what did that. That's what did that. <laughs> It's it's worth it. You should download it. I love the it. Internet crashing is not worth it. Not when you're doing a podcast. It's a message. Someone out there crash your internet to make sure you don't download it. I love it so much that I may be playing it right now. Gosh. No, that's a given. Sorry. Diana playing a video game while on the podcast won an unprecedented turn of events. I always Gosh. play a video game. How could you? Brand Cliff. 
Oh, yes. What okay. video games have you been playing recently? Well, like I said, I'm on Pokemon Go right now trying to get Pokeballs because I am terrible at throwing. Oh my god, me too. I know. Is that it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, that's about it. Well, it, it's also kind of because I'm walking home now because I think I have enough Pokeballs. I'm not going to say balls there. And uh, <laughs> as I'm walking home, I'm next to the part where the cars drive on the road. So I'm trying to say a little less. Fair enough, fair enough. Stefano, what video games have you been playing recently? Uh, I've been playing on um, the uh, 3DS versions of both uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask because mm. I decided to play those again. And, yeah, I don't know why I put off replaying them for so long. I'm just like, this is great. This is so much nostalgia. I love it so much. I should have done this so much earlier. And what video games have you been playing? Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, I love that game. I love okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Um, because of a lot of uh, things that have been happening over the last few weeks, I've been trying to get back to a <laughs> happy place, kind of. So um, I've been replaying uh, the Didelic games, uh, point-and-click adventure games like Night of the Rabbit and Deponia, um, because they make me happy. And there are a lot of things that... It, that um, happened in these games that I forgot about, even though I've, play- I- I've played Night of the Rabbit three times at this point. <laughs> That's uh, pretty much it. I'm just trying to get all of the achievements in Deponia, The Complete Journey, which is, like, all three games. And then I'm going to move on to Deponia Doomsday to get all of the achievements and then play Anna's Quest and the Edna and Harvey games, because I like them a lot. They're good. All right. Swimming. What video Hello. games have you been playing in recent times? Um, I found this random Korean online horse racing game called <laughs> Alyssa Online, and I've been playing that. It's just, like, horse racing, and yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm playing and writing a review about it because it's definitely outside the mainstream. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yep. Um, for me, it, it's Overwatch. It's... It's pretty much all, mostly all Overwatch this year, probably. Oh, yeah, um, I tried Overwatch, too. So do you have it now? No, I don't have money. Um, I played it on my boyfriend's computer, and it was pretty cool. And you need to acquire money to purchase video games. This I is quit my job. Important. I can't acquire money. That is the opposite oh. of acquiring money. I actually didn't quit yet. <laughs> well, then acquire some money real quick before you do it. <laughs> uh one day. Um, or if this is Kingdom say, Hearts, acquire monies. Uh, I would just like to say that I uh, tried Overwatch one time on my friend's computer, and I played, um, well, I started playing as Mercy, and then I played as D.Va, and the first time I played as D.Va, I got play of the game, just saying. It was I mean, pretty cool. It, with the explosions, fairly easy. I, I started out maining as Junkrat. And then, so I have like 22 hours on him, and I haven't played him in months now because I've been maining Zenyatta. I've actually gotten one or two plays of the game as Zenyatta, and that's kind of an amazing thing because Zenyatta generally doesn't get play of the game because he's a support, so it's always it, it's always pretty cool. But I mean, no matter what character you play in that game, I, I, I there are not enough good things that can be said 
about Overwatch, I feel like. Yeah, I'm super excited for the new thing, which is the um, the server browser where people can make yeah. custom games and you can play them. Like, you don't have to be, like, friends with them. You can just play anyone's custom games with all the weird settings. And I want it to come off the PTR already. So yep. I can also, play rest in peace, Soldier76. At the time of recording this podcast, Bastion will completely overthrow him if they don't change his, his buff. We'll see. Um, people can get pretty creative. Plus, Bastion doesn't have rockets. Uh, I mean, his ult does. Right, but I, I think most of what I've seen people saying is because Soldier can do better burst damage than Bastion. He used um, to, Soldier. but now Bastion is just is just constant, consistent damage. No, goes. but I mean with the rockets, with the rockets. Oh, true enough. So in, in like a one-on-one fight, Soldier yeah, can... Yeah, Soldier can do better burst damage. But I mean, Junkrat can also do better burst damage than... Yes, but than Junkrat that, is but... a arcing projectile and not like a straight, fast projectile. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what people do. Um, so that's, that's enough of that. And unless anyone has anything to add, I think we should wrap things up for tonight. Kind yeah. of an odd way to end a podcast. Well, it's a normal way to end a podcast right after the... Right, right after, after the, the tangent? Games. Yeah, right it's after fine. the video games that we've been playing. I mean, first, I'll have to tell you all about all the magnificent ways that you can experience uh, everything in anything Game Cola. So, first of all, you can check us out on our actual internet website, GameCola.net, with articles and all sorts of cool things like other podcasts and videos and stuff like that so you should check out gamecola.net um you can also check out our youtube channel where we post videos such as the crystallis live stream that i'm uploading in parts or james's 2064 playthrough just look go to gc.net the letter g the letter c the word dot and the word net uh, you can check us out on various social medias, isn't that right, Anna? Yeah, you can check us out on Facebook and Twitter. I post questions every Tuesday and Thursday because there aren't articles those days. So just search Game Cola and you'll be able to find us easily there. Or if the podcast, you're in a place with the podcast description has links, you could click on those. You can also find us on Twitch um, when we live stream. Just search Game Cola and you'll find us. And, um... Uh, you can subscribe if, to the podcast on iTunes if you enjoy this podcast. Rate us five stars if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, then just forget everything that I said and forget this podcast. You were never here. <laughs> and if you would like to be a part of a podcast like this where emails are read out to the wonderful public, you can send us an email to podcast at gamecola.net. And we will read your emails and uh, have a grand old time like we did tonight. So well, it'll take a year. <laughs> it might. No, it didn't take no, a year. No, it'll only take a year. We've got. It the, only the took, We're not on hiatus. It only took ten months for that last one. <laughs> yeah, not for the first one. That one took like three hours. Uh, so uh, thank you again for listening. Thanks to everyone for coming out. Thank you for having. Thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> You're Thanks. welcome. And have a wonderful time of day, wherever it is that you are listening to this podcast. And we will see you next month. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Who's whistling? Sorry. It's just it, it comes in kind of like hard on the uh, on the Discord. Sorry. What is that though? I recognize the tune, but I don't remember what. Uh, it's from Deponia. Is it? Oh no! It sounded like it sounded like you were singing um on the road from a Goofy movie. Oh uh, no! <laughs> Sorry, sorry to disappoint. No, it's uh, it was... Do you need a break from city living? Oh my god! Do you need Throwback. to shed your really low? That's what it sounded like. No, that's not what I was doing. Can you can you can you hum it real quick? I want to see how similar it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, this kind of similar. It's pretty close. That is pretty close. Not the second part, but the first part is very yeah. close too. Da 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 da. Yeah. 